Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast, July 4th, Independence Day edition, or Independence Day edition. You can check all of our podcasts out over at fightfulpods.com. Of course, Fightful.com has all of them as well. This weekend, great balls of fire coverage as well as UFC 213 and the Ultimate Fighter finale coverage. Myself, Showdown Joe, did a podcast this afternoon. Very great. I broke down the two main events of UFC 13 in incredible detail, if I do say so myself. And we had uh, GSP's coach, Faraz Zahabi, on the program. But tonight, we have Anna Bauert live from Australia. Anna Bauert, I understand this week's most ridiculous was the last for now. For now, yes, for now. Um, your girl's got to go and earn some money and, you know, get a real job and stuff like that. Are you saying you got a WWE deal? Is that what you're telling me? No. I'm hoping for a progress That's not what deal. you're supposed to say. You're supposed to say, because I'm not allowed to say. Deal. I want a progress deal. I don't want to, you know. You do what? Come on now. You want a progress deal. I really... You paying hot dogs? Come on. That Jeff Hawkins is here. Uh, Much like Anna Bauert, he has won awards. Not in acting. Although he you does... You don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know that? How dare you asperge my acting credentials? I wasn't Son trying to be... I, it wasn't until after I said it that I realized that uh-huh. I did that. I'd like to announce that I'm taking over Most Ridiculous for Anna starting this week. It'll be great. <laughs> that might be pretty good, actually. Maybe as long I'll as you dress up like me. I can do that. Yeah. If, if You know, if Sean will give me an award, I'll dress up like you for the... <laughs> well, listen, we all know that you don't get awards for your acting, so that ain't going to happen. Anyway, <laughs> SmackDown Live tonight. <laughs> SmackDown Live tonight. I'll Guys, this is going to sound kind of crazy. <laughs> Three weeks straight of WWE programming that I have enjoyed. Raw and SmackDown. Back to back to back weeks. That's six shows. I can't remember the last time that happened. Jeff, am I joined in that company by you or am I crazy? 
No, in terms of SmackDown being enjoyable, uh, yes, quite enjoyable. I like Raw too. Uh, I liked Raw. It's it's just weird. I'm very tired because I've watched two New Japan shows followed by Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy, I had to squeeze in Slammiversary there too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, maybe someone should. D'Angelo Williams. If you guys have not seen D'Angelo Williams and his debut match, that was something to behold. That was incredibly impressive. And Moose said that he only trained three times for that, which is even more impressive. Anna, did you get to catch any of the New Japan this weekend? No, I did not. I was finishing up the episode and then life. That's life. the thing about life. It gets in the way of fun. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I highly recommend you guys checking out uh, my uh, match ratings, things like that from New Japan and Slammiversary. Those are up on the site as well, but... SmackDown happened tonight, and the return of John Cena. With a little sidebar that Rusev also returned, and yeah, that happened. Rusev is back. He was challenged to a flag match by John Cena. Anna, I noticed <laughs> your tweet where you said, everyone is welcome here in America. Yep. Except for you with that, that flag. You, no. Not you, anybody but you. What did you think of John Cena's return? His declaration that his time may be running out a little bit? And his challenge? I mean, his time is up and his time has been now for a while. Um, Son of a bitch. Yes, I, I went there. Um, it was, I feel like at this point, if you're still booing John Cena on an entrance like this on the 4th of July when he's been out for ages, you like this is the dictionary definition of a troll. Unless he has actually personally hurt you or your family, like cheated on you with your partner or something like that, you have no reason to now boo this man. So who are and you to say that Zack Ryder wasn't out there booing him, making all that noise? Well, that would be legitimate, but he's one man, and that was a big crowd. And it's just the logic gaps that probably me being Sami Zayn, which... It's dear to my heart. Anyway, um, about it, it's probably stupid and it's probably like irrelevant to anything at all. But it, it just turned into this weird, yeah, miscommunication of logic. America is inclusive. Rusev comes out with Bulgarian flag, USA chance, and then it's like we all hate you because you hate. But it's like he didn't come out because he hated America. He came out because he was sick of John Cena. To, to be fair, I think we can just assume that half of the SmackDown roster hates America. Well, of course, because they're international. That's fair. Yeah. So I feel yeah, that's like how, that's how they're constructed for the rest of the time. So you guys know that I'm on your side. Jeff uh, John Cena's back. Did did his did his comments yeah, like maybe about about his time running out? Did that surprise you at all? Uh, I, yes and no. I, I think it's or one of those did you even things. take it that way? Am I maybe reading too much into it? I we had a guy named The Undertaker who came back last fall and said, I'm back. And then he wasn't back, so. I, I don't think, uh, I didn't take it as seriously as, as you did because I think it's just something that somebody says when they've been in the company for a long time. But I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. How many years in a row is this for Rusev and, and Cena around July 4th? Is this three? 
I think it might be. I, I, I was not, I was more shocked that they didn't just have him beat Rusev here on July 4th because that's the patriotic move to do is to beat the evil foreign heel on, on Independence Day, especially one from Russia. Go USA, USA, and uh, blackout. But no, we get a flag match instead, which is interesting in its own right. Yeah, when, when I heard that, I was like, ah, oh, no, Rusev's coming back with a loss. I don't give a damn if he loses a flag match. Honestly, I was a big proponent of... Jack Swagger beating Rusev in a flag match when they feuded because it could have given Jack Swagger some more steam and Rusev wouldn't have gotten pinned. I mean, I don't like it doesn't I don't think it hurts somebody for another person to climb up and grab a damn flag. So, I mean, I, I don't really have an issue with that. Um, there was no Cena Rusev last year around July 4th. There was in 2015, though. So it's two of three years. Okay, I know that they, they they pull this out for tribute to the troops as well. It's always John Cena, American hero versus Rusev, big evil Russian slash Bulgarian slash whatever territory you want to come from. They should just well, announce him from to, Nashville. That'll make him a big heel. I'm happy to see Cena <laughs> back. It's a, it's a big shot in the arm. He says that he can be on SmackDown and Raw, and he is. He's on a Raw live event, I believe, in a couple Sundays here in here in Lexington, Kentucky. So he's he's going to be working – Different live events, different shows. He mentioned a lot of names, including Roman Reigns, which gained a huge reaction. That seems like a no-brainer at this point. Mm. But we have the three anti-American gimmicks on SmackDown right now. We have Jinder Mahal, we have Rusev, and we have Kevin Owens. And I think Rusev, even though he's working John Cena, is going to take a big blow from that one, Jeff. Why is that? I mean, because I don't... <laughs> I think you're expecting too much out of Rusev. I love Rusev as much as the next guy, but I well, think... Well, two months ago, they had him declaring that he wanted a goddamn world title shot. Okay, but did you think he was going to get it? If they put it on TV, why the hell wouldn't he? What was the point okay. of that? Okay, okay. No, you. It, there was no point to it. That's the whole point. To the point where what? I was... I was fantasy booking. I was I was fantasy booking Rusev getting involved in gender matches for God's sake. So don't don't get on me about being angry about this, Sean Rossap. I'm as mad as anybody because it makes me look bad. Uh. <laughs> um, but look, I he's gonna get beat, and then he's gonna be, and then they're gonna probably take him off TV again, and they're gonna try and find something for him to do again. It's gonna be ridiculous. It's gonna be most ridiculous, as a matter of fact. Son of a bitch. Anna, what did you think of, of <laughs> the uncelebrated Rusev return? He was he was upset that he didn't have return vignettes. I was upset he didn't have them. Can you imagine his homemade return vignettes? That would be so much yes. more entertaining than the Cena ones we got. Yeah, if you it remember those family like... the, the family videos. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Give me that. It would have been like uh the the uh Eastbound and Down promo videos that <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Bride's character made where he had like flames shooting out of the baseball. Like that would have been Rusev, like amazing. smashing beer cans with his hand. I'm just, cool. I'm glad the guy's back. And I think whatever they give him, as long as they give him screen time, I think he can do something with it. And hopefully it'll be a case of he kind of hijacks it and they are forced to then roll with him because he's just that good. But we'll see. Backstage, AJ Styles, Chad Gable, and Daniel Bryan are chilling. Kevin Owens wanted both men out of the Battle Royal tonight. 
And Brian said, listen, you, you guys can both be in it if you want. I don't care. Or you can compete for the opportunity. That way I can pacify Kevin Owens a little bit. I really like the way this was set up because AJ Styles like said, I'm down or I'm not worried about a little competition. And Chad Gable took that the wrong way and got competitive in a hurry. He said, I'm not a little competition. And I thought this was a little, uh, a nice, small, just succinct way of introducing what type of a competitor, not to be redundant with that word, that Chad Gable was. Like, he doesn't want to be overlooked. And he was down for that match, particularly after that comment. Yeah, I thought it was set up really well, especially since it's, you know, this is the first we've really seen of Gable as a singles after last week. Um, I really enjoyed the whole match, the, the whole little package, even the way that it ended with a sign of hair respect. I thought it was just really, <laughs> really nice, nicely done. Except Tom Phillips is really distracting in this, not with the O's, but he kept flipping his sentences. He's saying something like, that brings him down to the mat, does Gable. It's like, why are you talking like Yoda? It's really distracting. Um, aside from that, I thought it was really cool. Well, the reason they do that is because um, when they don't use names, like it's, it's a broadcasting thing that is really accentuated in WWE is to say the names. Like You don't want to go, he slammed him, because if somebody's not listening or not watching, it'll be like, we slammed who? So yeah, I get he that. catches himself. Yeah, he catches himself doing that, and he does it. But he does it a lot, and yeah. by now it shouldn't be that much of an issue for Tom Phillips, and it is over and over again. Uh, I have never been happier to have that split screen. Sorry, Anna. Yeah. Then, well, then this match because I got to say this is one of the first times that my face was glued to the screen during a split screen. Uh, were you feeling the same way, Jeff? Oh, I, I pointed it out on Twitter. It's a shame that Anna Bauer can't see this heat segment right now. Because I thought Gable was fantastic <laughs> in it. I, I, Gable, the, yeah. that, that overhead belly-to-belly, belly, I thought, oh, man, I loved that. I mean, he was absolutely great working on the arm. And then AJ came back, and then we came back from commercial. And I just thought, what a shame that our international viewers, especially the lovely Anna Bauer, could not watch this with the rest of us. Yeah, networks, sort your shit. <laughs> I don't like sending out middle finger emojis on online. I think it's mean, but you're ruining this for everyone. That's not American, so sort your shit. AJ Styles won. He had a, an awesome German suplex reversal that, that I really enjoyed. This was good stuff, really, really good stuff. I I like. Uh, I just like the way they're, they're slowly introducing Chad Gable here, I don't know if it's to maybe set up an eventual turn or an eventual eventual reveal that they're heels. Jeff, where do you think they're going with this? Because he was just off TV for months, and all of a sudden, well, here he is facing Kevin Owens and AJ Styles and hanging with them. I hope I hope it's not for a split, but there's a lot of signs that they're just going to split up every tag team on the roster. It appears weird, right? Um, and then then you have the, the clones wanting out. Yeah, and you only had one cologne in that battle royal, by the way which oh, was wow. interesting. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, especially given the, the, the rumors that it was Jordan that they saw a lot in in that tag team. But maybe maybe after the two AJ matches, one against Kevin Owens and one against AJ Styles, maybe they're thinking there's something here they can do with Chad Gable. I don't know. I hope it's not a breakup. 
I hope it's kind of uh, a reintroduction of both as a team eventually, and that they somehow fold Jordan into this, although Jordan was kind of lost in that battle royal, so who knows. You know what I want? But there, but it won't happen because there are already too many instances of this. I would love American Alpha as Kevin Owens' cronies. Hmm. No, the I don't Americans. want that. I don't want that at all because cronies because are always. Racist. No, yeah, well that too, but no, cronies are always. Whoa! <laughs> I'm gonna buy into your bits. Oh yes, and um, no, I I, I just I, all the cronies always look like geeks in the end, and it never helps them it's to be true. attached to the quote unquote star. I mean, but that's the way they do it. They could do like the the almost the reverse crony thing where Kevin Owens is almost their crony. And like he's he's more they're more muscle, but I, I don't know if they see Gable in that way. There's just so far they can go with Gable and Jordan. I just it just not as it's not sustained on the mic type of stuff with them. It's getting over in the ring. I'm I'm just wondering like what's gonna happen because they're not on screen as baby faces. And you got a situation like Ty Dillinger where they like him and they don't want to beat him every week, so they just leave him off TV altogether. Mm-hmm. But it did That's feel a, a little bit like it felt, it felt like a slight in, foot in the door if they wanted to turn Gable too, and even Jordan to some respect. I mean, you know, neither were having stars and stripes on their uh, on their singlets today either. So, yeah. <laughs> which is interesting. Mm-hmm. It was kind of concerning though that Jordan didn't even come out for the entrance this time. I mean, maybe bring too much into that, but yeah, yeah I looked for that. It, it just wasn't there. Yeah, the more I think about it, I, I just I like the idea of American Alpha being paired with somebody to help establish them. But the thing is, they shouldn't need established. They should be able to establish themselves. It's just it's been a hard road. Like they they got a lot of teams before they got hot. Like before Brizongo got to their level of popularity. Before the Usos got to their level of popularity. American Alpha had a lot of these guys, and it just it's, it's very unfortunate because they're really good talents. Speaking of teams that look like they're splitting up, we see Mojo <laughs> Raleigh backstage looking conflicted, and Zack Ryder says that he got them entered in tonight's Battle Royal. And I've really enjoyed Mojo Raleigh's acting of late. Yep. He's done damn well here. It's, it's like alternate universe Enzo and Cass, but Mojo's actually getting it. He's actually growing as a person. He's growing out of the relationship, and that's fine. Um, and I really, I mean, we'll get to this later, I really liked what they did as an introduction to this. It was a lot more subtle than they have been doing with all these splits recently, so that's cool. These splits recently is what Baron Corbin would have said if you had <laughs> addressed him. Jeff, oh, beautiful this fucking guy, pardon my language, managed to re-ask a question that wasn't even asked to him in the middle of, of an assault, in the middle of a fist fight. He re-asked a question. Is this a Daniel Bryan kind of thing where you're, where you're telling me that it's actually just a rhetorical question? Yes, he did. I okay. think so, yeah. <laughs> Man, he's committed. Let me ask you something just to backtrack a little bit. Who's the who's gonna be the heel in this Zach Mojo thing? Mojo or Zach? It looks like Mojo. That's what I thought it's gonna be this whole time, but 
I have people who are convinced that it's going to be Zach that ends up turning on. I don't know why. I, I kind of want to naturally boo Mojo anyways. So Yeah. We get the Carmelibration. A you people promo. Naomi's out. She calls <laughs> him James Ellsworthless. Daniel <laughs> Bryan comes out and bans Ellsworth from the arena. Man, Ellsworth and Daniel Bryan are so great together. Ellsworth laughs off the, the idea that he's banned from the arena. However, will I get back in? That was great. And then uh, Daniel Bryan finds him $10,000, which Ellsworth sells great and suspends him for a month. I've been asking them to incorporate money, make money mean a little bit more on the show. And this, this was a nice little start. Uh, Jeff, what did you think of Daniel Bryan's performance, Ellsworth's performance, and the subsequent suspension for a month. I, I thought there was a moment in there where Daniel Bryan actually tapped uh, Ellsworth, where Ellsworth grabbed his uh, big hog because it was in pain still. I thought that was a nice touch of still selling that injury. Um, <laughs> I like the selling. It's great. Uh, I just want to know, how are we going to endure with 30 days, with a month of no Ellsworth on our television set? I can't do that, Sean Ross Sapp. I need the big hog on the big screen in my place. I cannot have this. I can't. Is it going to be drag? I hope not because that's Tyler's gimmick. Uh, I would imagine, given the massive size of the hog and given the incident last Tuesday, <laughs> that he probably, it's probably just all storyline because he went to Vince and he said, listen, Vince, travel's getting real hard after what happened on Tuesday. No pun intended. But trying to haul that thing around. I don't think anything's getting hard after that. Wow. <laughs> but they, could, they were incorporating the new technology thing with Alicia Fox and Noam Dar. They could do that here with Ellsworth. I think it's just going to establish Carmella. They're going to establish Carmella as a loser here. I think, I think that's what they're going to do in terms of she doesn't have help and she needs to find sneaky ways to win, but she doesn't or she's a coward or... So either that or we're getting James Ellsworth dressed as like a security guard. It's one of those two things. Mm. Lana comes out. She gets tapped out with the quickness. Or something like that. Tamina comes out and as I tweeted, I think she claimed Lana. Anna, do you know what happened here? I'm interested. There is a musical, not the movie, the movie's trash. There is a musical called Rock of Ages. And there is a scene where Sherry Christian has just been cheated on. She's just lost a job. She's crying on the corner, standing in the rain as the song goes. And then Justice Chalier, uh, who's essentially a brothel madam, comes out, takes her in from the rain, and makes her one of her girls. This is essentially what we saw today in Ring on SmackDown. Lana has been claimed by Tamina, and this is her fate. There we go. I like it. At least it. now there's direction. Lana sold it great. Uh, Tamina was awesome there. Just like, get up. Come on, we're going. Let's go. This is pretty cool. Uh, Jeff, what did you think of the squash and the Tamina-Lana situation that followed? The, the squash shocked me that it was that quick. But the Tamina part, I I think they're going to try and rebuild her and put have Tamina take lana under her wing that's what i think is happening here i don't think we're done with lana yet 
I got to ask you, I mean, this this isn't something that we've seen a lot of. We've seen a lot of different things on Raw and SmackDown over the past few weeks. How long until they run out of shit? <laughs> no, there's an endless supply of shit. There's, there should be. There should be an endless supply. But I'm just saying, like, I'm cautiously optimistic. I've been really putting over the the outside-the-ring stuff from WWE over the past three weeks in particular. I've really, really liked it. Like, the continuity's been pretty good. The creativity's been pretty good. It's set up matches that not only I care about, but people care about. There were three segments. The Enzo promo on cast last night was the highest-viewed segment on YouTube from Raw. That Enzo and Cass are crossing million, the million mark, like every week. That's that's got to be a surprise based on the the numbers that they garnered before. You got uh, Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. Something as simple as Braun Strowman just tearing shit up is working really well. You've got Lesnar and Joe. Something as simple as two guys just wanting to fight each other. On the SmackDown side, mm-hmm. it's a little different. No. The main storyline isn't really working the same, but they're doing some stuff like this that is different. The women's storyline before that was a little different. They gonna run out of shit? I look. I think that the the that the reason that the segments you mentioned got such high ratings is because at its heart, pro wrestling is talk smack and fake fighting, both of which those were. Um, on on SmackDown, they're still trying these soap opera angles, which are. <laughs> either hit and miss depending on it and they have an endless supply because all they have to do is take something from the past mark out the names on the script and try it again which is what they'll probably end up doing i i don't think they've they're gonna run out very quickly but i think that they take more care and concern on the raw brand than they do the smackdown anna i think jeff hit something on the head here and it's you know what they touched on in glow is the soap opera star gets it because it is essentially like a soap opera. And you look at Days of Our Lives, Young and the Restless, all the stuff that's been going on for years. This is why this is the longest running, well, Raw is the longest running episodic TV show because that is the basis for it. And I think as long as they keep, I mean, they can keep recycling old storylines, but what they're, I feel like what they're starting to do is utilize the talent with their specificities and what they can actually bring to the table as opposed to, Here's a script. You have to make yourself fit this. They're now kind of carving it towards their strengths. Um, I think that's the key to all of this, really. Because these guys, they're, they're not trained actors. They are wrestlers. And this is always, it's always been a gimmick thing. Um, and I think they're finally starting to get that, really. That's why, I mean, this episode was the most enjoyable one I've seen in a long time. I had tears in my eyes for some of it. And it was just because of something as simple as that. Tears in my eyes during the rap battle. Oh, wow. <sighs> my close you just give him these Wale segues. Was hosting. That, right? yeah. Huh? Yeah, yeah. My close personal <laughs> friend Wale was hosting. He got a good pop. Uh, his classic Wolfpack shirt didn't bring just little tears. Like, they were flowing. It was a beautiful Wolfpack shirt, Jeff. So you're saying you have flow. Okay. That you are not good at segues <laughs> at all. At all. That so wasn't let's a just segue. call that this was a joke. What? Yeah. Let's just call this Bad what it was. Voice. It was a first round knockout and the Usos won and there was no way that New mm. Day was going to recover. 
There's no way. We can all agree, right? Mm -hmm. The Xavier Woods joke, right? That's what we're all... Just oh, that, course. that course. made it and yeah. ended it. They could have just, oh, like, Lord. that could have been the only thing said, and that would have been it. And they could have left. They could have left. Yeah. That, I, was one of, I, that was one of the all-time I, great burns in wrestling history. I verbally gasped because I could not believe they went there. And then they <laughs> went there. I, I just went, I, I went, oh, no, they didn't. You know, that, <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. I'm sorry, but, like, day, no amount of, like, weenie jokes or fat jokes can ever compare to that. The weenie do joke did pop the Usos, though. They laughed about mm -hmm. it, which I thought was kind of funny. You've been in a real-life rap battle? You're dead. Oh, of course. Sure, but this wasn't a real-life rap battle because Wale declared New Day what? the winners because Usos yeah. knocked his shoes off. So, <laughs> which, you know, it was fine. It was a good segment. As I tweeted, New Day were on the stool in between rounds being iced down, and the Usos just followed them into the corner and beat the shit out of them. <laughs> that is what happened repeatedly. Over and over and over and over, New Day just got walloped and walloped. And Kofi doesn't know what an octagon is. He thinks it's a hexagon. That's weird. Jeff, anything to add? No. Nope. They, they made fun of Kofi's fake Jamaican run. <laughs> that was a great line. Yeah, I, I want to give a shout out to the dude in the unicorn costume because he was giving it his all and then some. <laughs> like, this was great. This was really, really good. Wale was really good too. Um, I like save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy eighty percent lean ground beef for three forty nine a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for seventy seven cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All of it. Actually, Almost. that's what I have to go on. There's there's my thing. I have, I have to apologize to everybody listening last week when I said that this was going to be cringeworthy. It was not. It was fantastic. It was. It was. Um... What was also fantastic was Aiden English punking out Randy Orton. <laughs> Just like making him his bitch for a little bit, honestly. So what happened was Aiden was out there singing. Randy Orton interrupted, and Aiden attacked him and said, huh. And then went back on the mic and like <laughs> was like, now that I dealt with that, no big deal. But they cut to a commercial. And during the commercial, the match started between the two. Of course it did. Yeah, so we didn't hear a bell <laughs> ring or anything. We come back. We come back. And, like, we don't know that a match had started. Like, we didn't know. So before I had ever audibly heard a bell, I just see Aiden English with Randy Orton and a chin lock in the ring, and I was just like, I hope the bell didn't even ring. I hope Aiden was just like, I'm going to put you here in the middle of the ring and, and show you who the hell's boss. That is not what happened. Orton, uh, as soon as the commercial... Came back, or as soon as we came back from commercial, Orton kicks his ass. I love that the Sing Killer backdrop is a signature now. He launches people up just like the Sing Brothers now. Orton hits English with the stairs, and Aiden English wins. Anna, does Aiden English refer to his victory over Randy Orton in promos like here forward? He's he's an artiste, of course he does. We have to get our wins where we can. 
it was just so gratifying to hear someone ask Auden if he's finished when he's up on the top rope posing because I wanted to do that so many times. And it was it was really nice just to see him get in that amount of offense because, you know, we all knew that that was going to be it for a while. And it was. And he was killed by the stairs, but he sold it beautifully. Um, uh, to be honest, I've seen the scene backstage at musicals before, so it wasn't actually that surprising. But it was it was really nice. Jeff, your thoughts on Randy Orton versus Aiden English and the Jinder Mahal promo that seemed eerily similar to, to every Jinder other Mahal promo promos of the past. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was surprised they gave uh, something about ass punishing in the Punjabi prison during this one. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised they gave Aiden English that much offense, but yes, he is going to, this is going to happen again next week. He's going to claim his win as his victory next week in the ring. I hear voices in my head. Randy Orton's going to come down and kill him again because they're keeping him and Ginger kind of separate until the contract signing. I think, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I was surprised about how much offense he got during the commercial break too. That that really, I was like, man, they're they're letting him beat down all the, all the offense. Yeah, the just, I was just like, I thought it was just going to be a quick one out and then RKO, but uh, no. And then they gave uh, they gave. They gave Orton the retort against Jinder, the, uh, the 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 Steve the like I said the Steve Austin retort. It, it's nobody likes you because you're a jackass, you know, kind of kind of thing. Yeah. To to call how wrong it was. Well, now the question is, does this put down make Jinder change his promo about being a different color and from a different country mm-hmm. and speaking a different language, or does or does he do it again next oh. week? Okay. Probably because that's the what's you know always the go-to for him and anyone like him. I'm just really grateful for that line from Randy Orton because finally we're clarifying. No, it's nothing to do with your race. You're just a dick, and that's that's always what it was and needed to be. Based on the way that Randy Orton tweets, that's exactly what somebody like Randy Orton would say. Mm-hmm. It is Mahal's go-to, and I want your go-to to be the Fightful.com forums. Head over there. We're going to have show <laughs> threads. We have contests. You can talk wrestling, MMA, boxing, entertainment, soon sports. Head over to the Fightful.com forums. I want to interact with you guys over there. Let's talk about this awesome stuff that led to the Battle Royal. <laughs> Tyler Breeze, dressed up as Renee. <laughs> Ask Ty Dillinger about strategy. Fandango's in the background trying to snoop in on the strategy, but none of that matters. None of that really matters because WWE had the foresight and comedic timing to immediately cut to Renee Young staring into the camera. Anna, this was that good shit. Those two backstage segments were the greatest things I've seen on WWE programming in a long time. The timing of it, like, just somehow Tyler Breeze is pulling off all these looks. He looks damn good as Tanae Young. And I would be more than happy if Tanae Young came out and co-hosted Talking Smack for a while. Great. Just like Fandango in the background creeping around with with whatever it was, doing the Wayne's World look. And then he was in the Battle Royal wearing the security vest, the safety vest, and Tanae Young was in the Battle Royal. 
And then the whole cantilever thing, even the production truck screwing up somehow made it that much better. But Sammy, I really like Sammy Zane. He was talking about Huey, who, oh my God, Huey <laughs> Lewis and the news and Mr. Q to go to the ring. That is all I ever wanted. Like that is him in a nutshell. He's, he's perfect. He's perfect. Jeff, let's hear your thoughts from the top from Tanae Young to Renee Young to Mike and Maria to Sami Zayn. Let's see. Uh, Anna took my point about having Tanae Young host Talking Smack, which was which is a great idea, and he might be better than than Renee at it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Renee's exactly. really uh, good at it. No, she's very good. I, I'm just kidding. I I, I I tweeted that Tanae Young was greater than Renee Young. Uh, just a just a tweak, people. Uh, I troll. oddly enough, yeah. That's sometimes you gotta troll just to amuse yourself. That's what I do. Um, and then you get yeah. retweeted by the president. I'd <laughs> hey, we keep the politics off of this show. I wasn't pol- political. It was just um, yeah, we'll accept it. Uh, Hugh, Huey Lewis in the news. I number one. I owned Sports when it first came out. It's a great album. Uh, <laughs> I I love the fact that it made Sammy's geek character that much more endearing. That he felt the need to over-explain the joke. And then once he over-explained it, he kept explaining it. That's what got me on this. Because when, when he went, Huey Lewis and the news. But the news, they really haven't gotten the credit. <laughs> you know, when he went into that part and the music hit, that was perfect, perfect timing right there. Um, A little bit of a production snafu during uh, Mike Kanellis' uh, part of his promo. I thought that... Uh, you can blame it on Sammy. I, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, man, they could just go back and go, yeah, that was Sammy's fault because he tripped on a cable on his way to go stretch. I think you can do that. It, it surprised me how much uh, smaller Mike Kanellis is than Sammy Zayn when they yeah. put up each other. That that I hadn't really thought about before, but that's the one thing that I kind of took out of that. Um, I think Maria's Mike better hope Might better hope Vince didn't see that. Yeah. Mar- Mar- Maria is great though. I think just in terms of her inflection and the way she delivers her, her parts of the promos, it's not, it's not a great gimmick, but she's really great doing it. I loved all this. Sammy Zayn, like <laughs> it's, it didn't happen and it's not going to, I got to see him as a money in the bank briefcase holder where he overthinks things. Like I got to <laughs> see that at some point during his run like it's too perfect to not do like i don't know that we've ever had like a comedic money in the bank guy have we no but it would make him it would make him look like a coward what what i want is i want you remember those promos he did for wrestlemania in hollywood for the movies i want sammy Zayn in american psycho explaining the greatness (laughs) of huey lewis in the news to someone on a couch who just gets up and leaves before he has a chance to do anything Eddie Guerrero and Booker T's was better than the actual Pulp Fiction movie. <laughs> I'll just say that. No, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It definitely was. It definitely was. On that note, I'm I got the give... whole plot of the movie. Uh, I could have watched that dying. and been fine. You're dying. I'm going to have to give a shout out to Secret Moves MMA on Twitter and Instagram for the quickest delivery on a Sami Zayn, Huey Lewis in the news Photoshop I've ever seen. Wait, it's, it's knowing Justin, he probably already had that done. Like he probably was at home one day and was like, you know what's going to come in handy one day? <laughs> this Sami Zayn, Huey Lewis in the news 
photo. Like, yeah, I'm gonna that I'm gonna go great. check it out. Justin, uh, former Fightful.com writer, hot damn. He's amazing. <laughs> Follow him at Secret Moves MMA. Justin, uh, former writer of Fightful.com, used to do a lot of great graphics for us as well. So the battle royal goes down. Ziggler is tossed quick. Jeff, do you think there's anything to this? Uh, I think it was the DZ, uh, was it <laughs> DZ crew vest he was wearing? Um, that, that deserved him getting thrown out because uh, I just remember being part of the DZ crew for two summers, and those kids, they were just rambunctious. Discovery Zone. Never mind. That's inside. Uh, Nobody knows what you're talking about, Jeff. I know Thanks. that is. I know. Well, I explained it on Twitter. Um, I, I don't read that much into it because I don't think they've really they they really ever wanted to rehab him anyway. So I mean, he was he was made tough for a couple weeks to lose to Nakamura. That's about it. Yeah. Fandango saves Breeze, <laughs> but then Rowan immediately throws Breeze out. This match, Anna, really highlighted how much like directionless mid to low card talent there is on this show. Yeah, but that was actually a pretty good experiment having Rowan do that because I instantly disliked him for throwing them both out. Yeah. So, you know, that's a great way to build heat. Um, I like the match overall. I love that the end was AJ, Sammy, and um, Ty Dillinger. And I think you're you're right. They don't want to hurt Ty Dillinger, so they're keeping him off. But it's just like, dude, the pop that he got just coming out for that backstage segment was huge. One of the biggest ones that we heard all night. So, I mean, at least, you know, they gave him this. Um, KO on commentary. Just, like, constantly telling them all to shut up no matter what they said except for JBL. He is, he is perfect. He is the perfect man heel. Um, that's really hope that's he moves it. into that yeah. role after his in-ring career is over. And this is his second language. Yeah. I, I think he hurt Ty Dillinger a bit. I, I think by really? pointing out, yeah, just a little bit because I, I think it was bad enough that the spot that they put Ty in, in terms of that waiting to throw the two over so that you yeah, get that yeah, kind yeah. of contrived thing. And then having, having KO point out, Oh, look, he's waiting. He's, this is dumb. This is stupid. I thought that hurt him just a little bit. That, that, that's my only complaint about the setup. It was a little bit too cute by half to help try and get, uh, to make Ty look a little bit bad there. I'll tell you what I particularly loved was how disgusted Kevin Owens was that Mojo Raleigh would dare turn on his best friend. <laughs> <laughs> like who had ever heard of such a thing? Like, who could conceive ever conducting behavior like that? Um, but even like in regards to Mojo, he brought out the line, the only reason Mojo won the Battle Royal was because of his irrelevant player football friend. He was burying guys left, right, and centers. That's why I don't think it – like I get your point, mm. but I don't think it hurt him too badly because it wasn't like he was singled out over the entire match. It comes down to Dillinger, Styles, and Zayn. Those were the three to have in, finish that match. Uh, Zayn throws Dillinger out, then Styles wins. Kevin Owens tries to attack, but Styles stops him. So we got Styles versus Owens at Battleground, I believe it is. Battleground in three weeks. Jeff, anything mm -hmm. to add to the end of this match? The way that they they kind of 
re-kicked off this feud that has already been going on for a while. But I, now know, we got a definitive match. Yeah, I, I would have I would have just ended it with Kevin Owens beating him down. That would have been my pick. I, and and I, I kind of like that as a start of a feud. The whole AJ holding up the belt part. I'm sure Kevin Owens will get the receipt next week. Um, I'm absolutely fine with another match. I hope they give it plenty of time. Anna, anything else to add to this? Before we go, we are going to do Great Balls of Fire predictions, by the way, guys. Um, are they going to put – I mean, it looks like Sammy versus Mike was going to be the thing, but, I mean, they mm-hmm. kind of did open up a door there if they wanted to do Ty versus Sammy, but then that would infer that Ty is going heel, so – It would infer that Ty is going to be on TV moving forward. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, what the hell are they actually – going to do with this guy i get not wanting to hurt him but keeping him off for this long is kind of doing exactly that chances wwe great balls of fire this sunday as i mentioned we have the ultimate fighter finale friday night ufc 213 saturday night two title fights and then Great Balls of Fire, a good card Sunday night. Our boy Elias Theodoru fights on Fox Sports 1 Friday night. Of course, we have live coverage of that. Myself and Joe did a preview this afternoon. Please go check that out. And after 2.13 Saturday, we're going to cover both of the weekend shows. Great Balls of Fire, we got Neville versus Tazawa. I think Neville is taking the win. I've already mentioned my prediction on last night's Raw show. Go watch that, guys. But, uh, Jeff, who you got? Tazawa, Neville. Neville. Anna. Neville. <laughs> Cesaro and Sheamus versus the Hardy Boys. 30-minute Ironman match for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Sheamus is taking some time off soon to film a movie. We don't know how soon that will be exactly. But Anna, will that, will that change maybe the direction of these Tag Team Championships as early as Great Balls of Fire? I think there's a good chance the Hardys could take this one. Um, I am concerned the length of the match and the fact that it is once again Sheamus and how many teeth they're going to be leaving the ring with. Um, But, yeah, I think there's a good chance they might take that one back. Yes. Do I really prompt you guys? No, I'm just giving her space in case she wanted to add something else. Uh, I, I try to do that. I don't do that with you. I interrupt you because you need to be cut off occasionally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I I originally thought that the that uh, Cesaro and and Sheamus would retain, but I think I think there's some. I think there's a good chance that uh, that the revival get the call to feud with the Hardys here while Cesaro is off shooting his movie. So I think the Hardys may take this. And the tweet would indicate. That yeah, and I, and, I, and I heard that there was a really good match on main event tonight uh, or last night between uh, Kalisto and uh, Scott Dawson that people should check out. I definitely want to check that out. Enzo Amore versus Big Cass. This one has captured the imagination of the audience because their numbers have been very, very good. Jeff, any way that Enzo Amore takes this victory? Only if it's a quick schoolboy and the feud must continue. But I think I think Cass is going to kill him. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I just don't see. I mean, Cass was Vince's pick for a while, 
um, and was cooled off for a while. But it's, I mean, we just have to go with history here. So. My, yeah. my favorite part about about Sean Ross's say, pet peeve about repeating questions <laughs> is was Cass's promo last night. They go, what do you have to respond to that? Oh, Enzo thinks I'm a seven foot catchphrase, and then he says his new catchphrase. It was fantastic. Ah, uh, wins <laughs> uh. the Intercontinental Championship against Dean Ambrose. I hope I, you know, I'm sure they they've had some good matches. I hope I never have to see them wrestle again. Ever for any reason, Anna. Miss, miss, <laughs> miss, miss. Oh, Dean, Dean Ambrose by DQ when the entourage interferes, but I don't think it's uh, so. Does he get a rematch after that? Probably, probably the next night on Raw. <laughs> it's probably going through SummerSlam, isn't it? This feud, uh, I didn't say it was a good idea, I just said, I know. I know. Look at you two crying, getting in fetal positions. This is sad. Seth Rollins, she's in, she is in the fetal position. Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt. <laughs> Not into this feud either, but uh, Jeff. But Jeffrey, make your pick, Wyatt or Rollins. Oh, God, this is one I don't want to go on forever because I just don't want to see another Bray Wyatt gabaligoo promo. You know, it just, it's... it's he just says stuff and says nothing. I, but I think Rollins wins. Hopefully. Moon Caterpillar. My dead sister. Dean. <laughs> um, Rollins. Rollins. I mean, I would be so surprised if Wyatt won any of these anytime soon. And I hate that that's the case, but it is. Alexa Bliss defends the Raw Women's Championship against Sasha Banks. Anna, I, I want to know who do you think is going to win and maybe who's next in line? I think it could be Sasha, given, I mean, not to bring it down to this, but the whole, was it the Team Choice nomination? Spike and popular, popularity thing. I think she could be taking this one. And I don't know, maybe they've killed the idea of turning her against Bailey, but that could be the introduction for it. Based yeah. on the name of the pay-per-view, I don't think Vince McMahon gives a single goddamn about anything Teen Choice related. <laughs> I'll just She got that win straight off of that. That's true. I just she don't she get the reactions too. I don't know who to pick in this. I really don't because I think there are cases to be made that you put the belt on Sasha to have her have a feud with Nia because they still obviously want to build up Nia. But Alexa Bliss has been great as champ, and I could see them just not feeling the need to take the belt off of her yet. So I will, I will say Sasha wins and then goes into a feud with Nia, but not before Nia and Alexa have a tete-a-tete on Raw, probably. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe Sasha and Bailey, and maybe Nia and Alexa, because they've been teasing the Nia-Alexa thing for a while. Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman in an ambulance match. Now, to be stressed, you don't have to pin somebody in this match. This is one of those situations, much like the flag match. Like, this isn't really a loss. Like, you're not getting your shoulders pinned in the mat. You're not tapping out. Jeff, does that change your does that does that play a role in who you think is going to win this match? 
me or her? Uh, I, 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 I think. It, okay. I, well, your audio cut out for a second there. Um, I, I think it, I think they have a nice explanation in their back pocket for why Braun loses this. Probably because Roman Roman tricked him into the ambulance or or, or something to that effect. But I don't think Roman destroys him. I, I just trail I, of cheating something. Yeah, something. I I don't know what, but they're gonna find a way to explain this away. I think. How what's expected for them after this? Is this gonna go on till SummerSlam or is this just a in between thing? There have been conflicting reports as to exactly what SummerSlam. <laughs> they don't even know yet. Yeah, like it could be Cena for Reigns. It could be Lesnar. They could continue this. I mean, I don't, if they if they continued this, it seems like they're going to be all right. If they keep finding new shit to break, I mean, yeah, that's why right. I feel like whatever whoever takes this one home, it's not going to be clean at all. Plus, you you have Joe there too. I don't think WWE had any idea what they were unraveling when they started this Joe Lesnar feud, which we're about to talk about, but. Up, so you got that too. But Lesnar versus Joe Anna, does Joe have a chance? In reality, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think he has less of a chance in reality than, like, than in the world of WWE. Yeah, no, good point. I just wishful thinking. <laughs> it's it's Lesnar. Um, I mean, yeah. There's no two ways about this. I just. I think no matter what the outcome is, they're both going to come off looking supremely good. So I don't think there's too much danger in this one. In reputation terms for their health, that's a different story. Anyway. Yeah. I, you know, when, when the feud started, I thought it was going to be Lesnar in a walk. I thought it was going to be one of those types of things with, with like the Cena SummerSlam match where he just throws Joe around and then pins him. I thought that's how it was starting out. But I think... I think the opinion of the brass may have turned on how big they could make Joe or at least how great they could make Joe. I still hold out the possibility that this is a squash for Brock, but I do think both come out looking great. But yeah, Brock's going to win. I don't want this to be a squash at all. I think that I don't want it to be, but I mean, you know, yeah. I think they're looking to two opponents down the road, which is a problem. I think they were looking to opponents down the road until this ended up working out so well for everything for like, I, I think it's just exceeded their expectations. One more thing I want your all's thoughts on Naomi's championship with all the, the glowy stuff on it. Like it. A lot of people do like it. Jeff, you're an old school guy. Mm. What are your thoughts? I don't mind it. I think it's nice that they're doing something special for the women in terms of a gimmicky belt, just like they did the spinner belt and just like they did the Brahma bull and the smoking skull belt. I think it's kind of a cool step that the women can get a, you know, look, it's a bunch of light brights on those things. Actually, it's not, but uh, it, it's, it fits her character. I think it's a nice little touch for it. I don't mind it at all. Pardon my language. They're going to sell a fuckload of them. You think so? A lot, a lot of them. They are going you know to sell means, a man. lot of them. If they sell I, a lot of them, that means Naomi's getting a very extended title run. Well, I'm just saying, like, does you're gonna you're gonna see the little toys in Walmart? They're gonna do well. They're gonna do very well. Anna, uh, your thoughts? And yeah, I, well, I I don't know. 
I'm looking at it right here, and it's even more like bright and colorful and vibrant than I saw before. Yeah, they're going to sell even more than a fuckload of them. Uh, Anna, what do you think about the new, the new uh, SmackDown Women's title? I've seen pictures of this from the house shows, and I think for house shows it works perfectly because it's you know you're further away, it's you're in the dark. On TV, when you can actually see the little LEDs when the lights are on, it looks pretty tacky. But uh, yeah, it's going to sell. It's specific to her. She glows out everything. Um, I've, yeah, it's cool. It's fine. They're not going to keep it for the next champion, so it's no big deal. Yeah. Head over there now, guys. We get thousands of you to watch this show. I want thousands of topics started on the Fightful.com forums tomorrow. Tonight. There's still time. There's still an hour left. I want to thank you all so much. Uh, many of you joined us on Independence Day. Uh, it's nighttime here on the East Coast. It's dark. I know on the West Coast, maybe you're about to get into stuff. But I want to thank you guys for joining us. Thank Jeff for joining us. Uh, what what time is it over there? It's 8 there where you are? Yep. And Australia does their shiznit in, like, what, January, February? Yeah. Well, I celebrate in February 22nd, but officially it's January 26th, yeah. Well, hey, there you go. But thank all, thanks to all of you who joined us. Uh, join in on our live coverage of Raw, SmackDown, Lucha Underground, NXT, Impact Wrestling. Of course, our live coverage of New Japan did awesome on Saturday. It outdrew Monday Night Raw. It did more comments than Raw. It did more social engagement than Raw. Didn't expect that to happen. So big thank you uh, for, for you all doing that as well. And, of course, Great Balls of Fire this Sunday. UFC 213 Saturday. Tough finale on Friday. I'm going to have forum threads for those as well as the live coverage. But uh, you can follow Anna at Anna Bowert. Jeff Crap Game 13. Mm -hmm. Follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. You can follow us cross platform at Fightful Online. Again, guys, thank you so much. Until next time, we're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.